Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for August 25th, 2016. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. The Thursday night games are already underway, and what a huge weekend of high school football we have across the nation as more and more states hop into it. We're almost all buttoned up here with all the states playing, and uh, I've been doing this for over 40 years, and I can't really remember an opening weekend like the one we're about to experience. There are four games featuring top 25 versus top 25 matchups, plus two other teams in the High School Football America Top 25 presented by Crossover will face teams in our top 50. And what makes it even greater is the fact that uh, a lot of these games are going to be seen on ESPN as they have their Geico kickoff uh, weekend as they will have 10 games between Friday and Sunday. You can check out those list of games, times, and what network they're on by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. Uh, the, two, uh, the two big ones on Saturday are just uh, really going to be interesting to watch as number two, IMG Academy, will be playing in Georgia against number eight, Grayson. This is a matchup of two teams with enormous amounts of talent on the roster. Uh, IMG Academy, you heard Kevin Wright on the show, the head coach, uh, a couple of weeks ago when they were uh, named number two in our preseason poll, talking about uh, all the talent they have. Uh, they, they can bring in talent from around the nation. They have nine of the top 100 players, according to 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings. And Grayson has gotten a lot of publicity over the uh, during the offseason. A new coach there, and uh, they've brought in a lot of talent from some other schools and transfers, and that's been uh, the topic of conversation down there in the Peachtree State. Grayson will have the uh, home field advantage in this one. That game will be seen on ESPN2 uh, beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on uh, Saturday night, so that's going to be a dandy to watch, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll have a lot of things being shaped as a result of these uh, four games uh, involving top 25 versus top 25 teams. Uh, also on Saturday night in Texas, number three, Cedar Hill. And we heard Joey McGuire on that same show we had Kevin Wright on a couple of weeks ago uh, talking about this could be his best team ever. They're ranked number three in the High School Football America top 25, uh, taking on Bishop Gorman from Nevada. And uh, this will just be one whale of a game to watch. It will uh, kick off on ESPN2 at 9 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, and um, you know, we talk about uh, having uh, Coach Wright and Coach McGuire on here. Uh, if you want to get ready for that, they both talk about that game, those games uh, on the radio show. You can go to our archives at highschoolfootballamerica.com. All you have to do is click on the uh, navigation tab there up there where it has our audio, and it will give you every show we've done over the past five years, all free, all downloadable. It's a great way to get yourself prepped for the weekend ahead. Why don't we take a, a real quick look at uh, all of the games on ESPN starting tomorrow night in Tennessee. It's Hillsboro at Oakland. In Arizona, it's Basha at Pinnacle. Those are the two games on Friday. In addition to the uh, aforementioned IMG and Grayson and Bishop Gorman and Cedar Hill, things kick off on ESPN on the, uh, the big mothership there, Pine Richland, a great team out of Western PA, taking on St. Edward from Ohio. They're ranked number 26 in the High School Football America.
America preseason rankings. You can get all of the rankings uh, by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. We go to market first. On Sundays, we drop the top 50. We have our top 25, and then last year we added the other 25. I like that we kind of had a hand in pushing some of the other sites like uh, USA Today Super 25 and uh, Max Preps to do a little bit more and uh, tell us the teams that are kind of on the bubble. So uh, again, highschoolfootballamerica.com. Every Sunday around noon Pacific, we drop the top 50. Now, other games that are on uh, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU over the weekend. Uh, Heritage from Texas taking on Lone Star. Uh, Saguaro out of Arizona. A big game against Valor Christian. Two top teams there. Interstate matchup. Uh, Number one ranked St. John Bosco from California in Ohio already. And they will take on St. Xavier. A great team there. That game will be seen 5 p.m. Eastern on ESPNU. On uh, Saturday, American Heritage, uh, after being whacked in their kickoff classic against uh, uh, Booker T. Washington last week, uh, they're going to try and rebound, and they're going to have a tough time of it because they've got to go on the road all the way from South Florida up to South Georgia to take on our defending national champs, Colquitt County out of Georgia. That one's 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPNU. Colquitt County seeing its 30-game win streak snapped this past weekend, beaten by Mill Creek. And Mill Creek, one of two new teams in the top 25 that was released on Sunday. Mill Creek, the Hawks come in at number 22. And uh, the other new team, Warren Central, after knocking off uh, previously number 22, uh, Center Grove and the 6A champs in Indiana. Warren Central moves into the poll at number 24, and we'll talk about their game, a top 25 versus top 25 matchup in just a second. And uh, on Sunday, there's one game, the number 25 team in the high school football America, top 25. Uh, Trinity Christian out of Jacksonville, uh, Florida, taking on Coco in a game that uh, we'll discuss a little bit later. When Josh Wilson from FloridaHSFootball.com joins me to talk about that game, plus uh, the big weekend as Florida gets things kicked off. They had their kickoff classics last week. And, uh, by the way, if you uh, did not check out the uh, most recent High School Football America Top 25, uh, we did not factor in the kickoff classics in the state of Florida, and there's a reason for that, and Josh and I will discuss that coming up on the show in just a little bit. And while we're talking about who's on the show tonight, we'll also be joined by Dave Micah, who will take a look at the entire state of Pennsylvania. Yes, my home my home state. Still love everything that goes on back there with football, and Dave uh, keeps me connected. He runs two wonderful websites, easternpafootball.com and westernpafootball.com. Also on the show coming up tonight, uh, we're going to talk with Ken Hoffman, Director of Partnerships at Crossover, a big partner with us here over the last couple of years, breaking down game film for you. So uh, Ken's going to join us to talk about that. Now, uh, we, we talked about the uh, the first two uh, top 25 versus top 25 matchups. Let's talk about the other two. Big one in Texas, number six, Katie, on the road against number 17, Westlake. Uh, and uh, that game features uh, Katie, which uh, last year the Tigers won the class. 6A Division II title. Westlake runner-up. They snapped Allen's long win streak. They were runner-up in uh, Class 6A's Division One. And uh, the other top 25, top 25 matchup is uh, in Cincinnati where Colerain kicks off its season, number 19. Uh, they moved up one spot as the 19 team last week. Uh, Northwestern went down to South Point uh, in a big game there in, uh, in South Carolina. But uh, the Cardinals open up against Warren Central from Indiana, the um, 
Warriors coming off a huge win last week uh, in the state of Indiana. The Hoosier, Hoosier State kicked things off in a big way with those two squaring off, Warren Central and uh, Center Grove, the defending 6A champs, and uh, Center Grove falling to uh, Warren Central 21 16. So those are the matchups, uh, all top 25 matchups. Why don't we uh, just go through the uh, the entire list of uh, where the top 25 plays this weekend. We mentioned already on Saturday, St. John Bosco, the number one team in our poll, taking on St. Xavier in Cincinnati. That's on Saturday. Number four, Modern Day from California. On the road here uh, Friday night, taking on a very good Bishop Amat team. They opened against them last year. Uh, then uh, number seven, St. Thomas Aquinas in Florida, taking on number 37, Booker T. Washington. Uh, that's a dandy there in South Florida, and uh, it'll be a real test for both. Booker T. coming off of that big win over American Heritage from Plantation that we talked about uh, in the kickoff classic last week. Number nine, Cibolo Steele out of Texas on the road at San Antonio Madison on Saturday. DeMatha, a good interstate matchup. Uh, Maryland versus Virginia. The Stags, number 10, taking on Oscar Smith out of Virginia. Number 11, Pittsburgh Central. Central Catholic from Pennsylvania, the western part of the state, taking on number 39, St. John's College High School out of Washington, D.C. That game played on Saturday. Number 12, Miami Central, only eight regular season games. We'll talk with Josh Wilson about that coming up when he joins us on the show. Uh, the Rockets opening on the road at East Ridge in Florida. Uh, 13 is Idle, the uh, St. Joseph Regional Green Knights out of New Jersey. They have a big scrimmage, though, against uh, St. Joseph's Prep in Philadelphia. Both of those St. Joe's teams will be out here in Southern California for the Honor Bowl next weekend at Mission Viejo. Uh, St. Joseph taking on Oaks uh, Christian. And uh, St. Joseph, I'm sorry, St. Joseph's Prep will take on Oaks Christian. And St. Joseph Regional will be taking on Sarah from Gardena. That game on Saturday. Of course, the big one uh, next Saturday night, IMG Academy taking on Corona Centennial. That's going to be a dandy. Okay, let's keep going through the list of where the top 25 plays this weekend. And you can check it out uh, at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Have a story up there on the website for you. The Allen Eagles, a great interstate matchup. They're at home to take on Alabama Power Hoover. Alabama ranked number two in the state of uh, Alabama this week. By the way, we are releasing uh, throughout the season. Once uh, once the season gets underway in a state, we're doing our top ten. All of our rankings are based upon our proprietary algorithm. Uh, so that Hoover-Allen game is going to be a dandy. Uh, number 15, Roswell. The Hornets, they opened up the season with a good win over Buford last weekend. They are idle. Also idle, number 16, Don Bosco Prep in New Jersey. They open up next week against American Heritage from Plantation. So that'll be a good one. Uh, number 18, Mallard. Creek, a very solid uh, and close win over uh, Dillon, uh, state champ in um, South Carolina. Mallard Creek going after its fourth straight North Carolina Big School Championship. They're number 18, taking on a very good Butler team in North Carolina uh, tomorrow night. Number 20, Lake Travis, the Cavaliers in Texas, taking on Judson on Friday. Number 21, McGill Tulin, the Yellow Jackets from Alabama, taking on Davidson, an in-state matchup. And uh, McGill Tulin opened up the defending 7A champs with a big win over the 6A champs from last year, uh, Spanish Fort over uh, last weekend. Uh, Mill Creek, we mentioned them earlier. They move into the poll this week at 22 from Georgia. They're playing uh, Stevenson from Georgia on uh, Friday night. Uh, number 23, Good Counsel, the Falcons, idle. They open next week. We mentioned Warren Central at 24. And uh, we also mentioned number 25, Trinity Christian Academy taking on Coco Sunday 
on uh, ESPN. So uh, great games across the country. Just a reminder that you need to uh, keep up with all of the scores. We have our top 25 scoreboard and our state-by-state scoreboards. It's broken down real nicely for you by our good partners at ScoreStream. And uh, congratulations to uh, Derek Owen and the the group over there as they just uh, did a deal with Snapchat today that uh, you can read about on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Derek will be on the show next week talking about how you, the fan, can go out there. They've been doing it for several years. You go out there with your phone, your smartphone. You download the app at either Google Play or the iTunes Store, and you can score along. Let everybody know how your team is doing in real time by using uh, ScoreStream. You can learn more by going to ScoreStream.com. Also, I want to bring in all our other partners. We mentioned uh, Crossover earlier, and... uh, Boy, can't say enough about uh, what these guys are doing to help you coaches out there. Uh, Get a free demo by going to crossover.com forward slash HSFA. Crossover with a K. Crossover's new data visualizations for football provides interactive tendency reports and other insightful charts that will help you evaluate your team and your opponents on both sides of the ball. Your data and statistics from every game are pulled together into a single football platform and get a comprehensive view of your performance over the course of the season with just a few clicks. Crossover is your personal advanced scout accessible from any PC or mobile device and even integrates with your existing film platform like Huddle. All you have to do is get a five-minute demo and you'll know <laughs> how much time this will save. Again, sign up at crossoverwithak.com forward slash HSFA. Strunky, the head coach there at uh, Lubbock, Jason Strunk, who writes the turnaround for us. And by the way, he's been pumping out something every day. They open against Seminole, read about what's happening in Lubbock as he tries to turn that program around. But uh, last year when Strunky was on here, he talked about how he felt crossover saved them $10,000 yesterday, uh, last year, plus uh, an inordinate amount of time where coaches actually had time to coach instead of just kind of doing the uh, the inputting of that. Also want to welcome into the show uh, Echo, Echo 1612, instant replay on your sidelines. Eight seconds after the play ends, I can't tell you, I, I think nearly 100 teams last year that won state titles across America used Echo. These guys created the product. Yes, there's imitators out there, but Echo is the one that did it. Chad Cargill invented it for his team there in Oklahoma City, and boy, is it catching like wildfire across the country. They're now also part of college football through the uh, good folks at uh, Exos, so uh, check them out at echo1612.com. You can get to both Echo and crossover by clicking on the banner ads at highschoolfootballamerica.com. And brought to you tonight by Southern Sport, the good folks at Southern Sport. Uh, bringing the TDI razor, the debris inhibitor razor. Keep those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes by using the TDI razor. It also gives you that great look of spatting without the high cost of tape. Lots of great colors for you. You can get a discount on your order by going to TDI Razor. That's Razor with a U, R-A-Z-U-R, TDIRazor.com, and enter the code HSFA to get a discount on your order. And our final partner, USA Today High School Sports. Uh, teaming up once again with us in 2016 to give you great coverage from around the nation and also from Southern California here. Uh, go to usatodayhss.com. Jim Halley uh, put out his first uh, Super 25 of the season, uh, in season, I should say. Of course, he had his preseason. And uh, USA Today puts out the Super 25 
every Monday, so be sure to check them out at USA Today hss.com okay again the uh, guest on the show tonight coming up in just a little bit after a word from our sponsors dave micah the founder of easternpafootball.com and westernpafootball.net talking keystone state football after that josh wilson florida football here on high school football america tonight and then finally ken hoffman director of partnerships at crossover that's all coming up. It's a big show tonight. Glad you're with us. Sit back and enjoy. When we come back, we're going to talk with Dave Micah, Pennsylvania football front and center on High School Football America tonight. And we'll be right back after these messages. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com.
If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports once again in 2016. USA Today High School Sports and High School Football America teaming up to give you great high school sports coverage from around the nation and specifically Southern California high school football. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. Well, it's that time of year. The Pennsylvania boy who lives in California cannot get enough of Pennsylvania football, and the only way he can do that is bring on his good friend Dave Micah, who is the founder and owner of EasternPAFootball.com and WesternPAFootball.net. Uh, you can't believe what they've had up on their site over the last two months. I don't even know if it's humanly possible, but I know Dave and his staff there do a great job, uh, and I'll, I'll say this to him once he gets on here. Uh, no, no website in the nation puts up the uh, previews like uh, Dave does at easternpafootball.com and westernpafootball.net. Dave, welcome to the show. Good to hear from you, and congratulations on another great preseason of getting the fans ready. Well, thank you, and it's hard to believe that the uh, 2016 football season's here, and what's unique uh, with Pennsylvania this year is a couple things. One is we're starting a week earlier, this Friday, August 26th, before most schools go back to school. We'll be kicking off the football season. Now all the state is kicking off. Some teams elected to keep uh, two uh, scrimmages. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And also this year, hey, there used to be four classifications. No more. We got six. So six classifications in Pennsylvania. It's a lot of new things in uh, PA this year. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're talking Pennsylvania high school football here tonight on High School Football America with Dave Micah. Again, uh, it's easternpafootball.com, westernpafootball.net. Uh, if, if you're in the state, uh, you, you know about them. If you're outside the state, you're, if you're a guy like me, a former Pennsylvanian, you want your news, that's that's where you get it. And uh, before we get into the expansion and all that, and what uh, let's talk about what you've done this year. Again, you 
did your your player profiles. You've done your you're doing your countdown right now to get to the uh, the top teams in in all six classifications. Uh, explain what the uh, the listeners out there will find when they go to your website to get them ready for what happens on Friday night. Well, what we do is uh, uh, we first start with our player previews in 100 days. So way back in, I guess it was July or whatever, we started our uh, countdown of players. And we do it on both websites. Uh, the guy who runs my Western site, Billy Splain, is the guy that does it. So realistically, it's just two guys putting this together. And between both websites, we have over 600 player previews and 400 team previews. So, I mean, if you're a football fan or you're a football player in Pennsylvania, you're somewhere on this website. Your name's on there. And there's a lot of great information. Teams from all over the state are on here. Every district is on here. And uh, I'll tell you what, like I said, 400 team previews, over 600 player previews. And folks, uh, Dave's been doing this a long time. He knows what he's doing. As a matter of fact, I think we've t- talked about this before, just kind of off the off the air. But uh, I think you and I started around the same time when I created the big ticket back there in, in Eastern PA. And mm-hmm. uh, what what was the year you started your website? Uh, it was actually in 1999 when I first started, um, and that was just the Eastern site. The Western site has been around for I think going on eight years now. And, um, but yeah, back in 1999, you know, I was a fan of high school football. I came from Burke, Pennsylvania, and I kind of wanted to, uh, create a website that people would, you know, as fans would like to see. And it's really grown into, uh, not only one of the, you know, I feel the top football website in Pennsylvania, but one, you know, one of the top football websites and not only here but in the nation i agree i i've said that to you and uh, you don't have to brag about that i'll brag about it for you like i said at the time <laughs> no nobody nobody puts out as much content as dave does uh, dave and billy do an awesome job and i know you've got some freelancers there that help you too well let's let's just dive right into it uh we've been saying this on the air we've got a couple of pennsylvania teams in our national top 50 uh, pittsburgh central catholic defending champs in 4a they're now in 6a they're number 11 in our national rankings and uh, we're also ranked by USA Today and Max Preps. Uh, St. Joseph's uh, Prep coming out here. I'm real excited to see them uh, in, in a week. Uh, they're number uh, 34 in our poll and they're uh, one and two. I know uh, in, in Class 6A in the, in the statewide rankings, you haven't gotten that high yet, so we're not going to give it away yet. But uh, tell us what makes these two teams maybe the best in the state this year. Well, I mean, when you talk about uh, St. Joe's Prep, you realistically have to uh, talk about um, DeAndre Swift. I mean, here's a kid who's rated, I think, the top all-purpose back in the nation. I mean, he's a kid that when they won state titles his freshman and sophomore year, he was the best player on the field that day in Hershey. Now, last year, um, LaSalle out of the Catholic League upset them. But this year, I'll tell you what, look for them, you know, now being a 6A school to, uh, you know, get to Hershey and most likely face a Pittsburgh Central Catholic team. I mean, they're arguably the two best teams in Pennsylvania and two teams that are just absolutely loaded with Division One talent. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, our algorithm, with which develops the uh, the computer rankings, uh, had Pittsburgh Central Catholic. They finished number twenty four last year in our in our national rankings. Uh, yeah, DeAndre Swift. I'm just excited. I've never seen him in person. They'll play Oaks Christian out here uh, next. Uh, will be next Friday uh, in the Honor Bowl at uh, Mission Viejo, which is a great event with uh, six big games. Uh, I, you've seen DeAndre in person, right? How, how would you describe him? Well, you know, it's interesting, and, and I'll, I'll give you a little quote. Uh, his uh, uh, player preview is going to come out on Friday. The coach starts by saying he's the best player he's ever coached in 20 years. And this is a guy that coached Brian Cushion, you know, John Reed, who's at Penn State now, just to name a few. He's coached some big-time players, whether it's in Jersey or Pennsylvania. I think DeAndre Swift, when it's all said and done, you're, you're talking not only one of the great running backs to come out of the Philly area, but he might be one of the best players to ever come out of Philly. This is a guy that has all the tools. He could be a Division One receiver. He could catch the ball, okay? He could run. He could stop. The guy has Division One speed. You know, he's a 4-3 guy. I mean, he, he is the total package, but the thing is, he's very strong. He could, you know, juke you and do that, but he's also a physical runner. He could run you over. Here's the guy that's bench-pressing 350 pounds. So, you know, there's a reason that basically every school out there has offered this kid, and on September 1st, he's going to announce, and now, I've always heard that he wanted to play in the SEC, and right now it, it seems Georgia could be the leading school for him. So it'll be interesting. And it might be a package deal because I, I think he's it's his cousin, uh, Mark Webb, who's a, a tremendous you know uh, receiver from Archbishop Wood who also is getting some national looks, might be uh, uh, going to that school too, but we'll see. You know, they, they they talked about it, but, you know, we'll see what happens. But on September 1st, we'll find out what school Swift is going to announce. Now, that's interesting because they will uh, be out here. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, he Just so you know, folks, uh, number one player in the state, as Dave said, uh, number four running back uh, in the 24-7 sports composite and the 37th best overall college prospect in the 24-7 sports mm-hmm. uh, comp, uh, compilation poll. And uh, like you said, he's been offered by everybody, Georgia, Penn State, Alabama. What? How, how are the Penn State fans feeling? I, 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 would, I would think they would love to keep him in state, but it sounds like maybe not the case. Well, you know, the thing is this, is um, they have a shot. You know, obviously John Reed, who played with them at St. Joe's Prep, is there, and and I'm sure is trying to recruit them to come to Penn State. Now, Penn State, obviously, you know, you have Saquon Barkley there. Um, You have the uh, kid, uh, Miles Sanders, who was the number one running back last year in the nation from Woodland Hills is there as a true freshman that obviously is going to probably get some playing time this year. And you have uh, Andre uh, Robinson from uh, Bishop McDevitt who uh, redshirted last year. So he'll be a redshirt freshman. So you have a lot of different running backs. But like I said, Swift isn't afraid, you know, to uh, go to a school where there's great backs because I think he feels, and and most people feel, he has the talent to play anywhere, no matter who's there. 
And, you know, I know he wants to play in a tough league. And again, you know, I go back to the SEC. That's something he always, you know, yeah. the, I was told he, he wants to play where the best talent is. So that's where I think, you know, you look at it, Georgia has a tremendous shot to get him. Yep, and there's uh, some ties uh, between us and uh, the Georgia head coach there, uh, Kirby Smart. Uh, I, I know Kirby will love to uh, get DeAndre Swift. We're talking Pennsylvania high school football tonight on uh, High School Football America. Dave Micah, there's nobody better out there at uh, doing Pennsylvania. The eastern side of the state is easternpafootball.com. The western side, westernpafootball.net. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, Penn State and and you know some of the kids that are there and the depth they have at running back. wanted to ask you kind of your take as you talk to coaches and players you know when James Franklin took over you know one of the things was to win back the state that you know our great players and I shouldn't say our I don't live there anymore but you get my point <laughs> the great Pennsylvania players would no longer be leaving the state uh, what's what's your assessment of what uh, Franklin's done not only in recruiting but with the program itself uh... well you know I I think he's done a a plus job recruiting especially in Pennsylvania He's kept a lot of great Pennsylvania players here in, in state that normally might go to like a Michigan, um, you know, you know, schools like that, or even down in the SEC. Um, what I'm thinking is this: is you know, he's done such a good job recruiting. Now you got to see how he is as a coach. He's starting to get the talent, and I get it. You have to give this guy a few years. You know, let him get some classes together. And, and I think by next year, there won't be any excuses. You have to win. You're going to have at least three years of, you know, some very good classes coming into the program. So with that said, there is some pressure there for him to perform and to win. Because, again, if they're a, a sub, you know, seven and five, eight and four team i don't know if that's good enough right now i think they have a good enough line i mean you look at it look at what saquon barkley did last year they had no offensive line and the kids still rushed for a thousand yards so this year they have actually a pretty good offensive line so i expect the running attack to do really well and take the pressure off the young quarterback that will be taken over this year so it'll be interesting to see, but, you know, you have a big game with Pitt, and that's going to be a huge game, not only, you know, for bragging rights in Pennsylvania, but maybe recruiting. So, yeah. so it'll be interesting because, you know, Penn State has done a tremendous job in Western PA. They're starting to get some of that tremendous talent. And you know Western PA, I, I don't care where you say, um, anywhere in, in this nation – that is still one of the best places to get talent, not only, you know, here in Pennsylvania, but nationally, because, you know, when you start naming some of the great Hall of Famers that came out of Western PA, there's no area that could touch Western PA with all the talent that has come out of that area. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. We're talking uh, college football and high school football tonight on <laughs> High School Football America with Dave Micah of EasternPAFootball.com, WesternPAFootball.net. Uh, we're going to go through uh, you know some of the lower classes a little quickly, but I want to stick mm-hmm. up here at the top. So 6A, you know, the classes there, Pittsburgh Central Catholic, St. Joseph's Prep, maybe 1-2. Uh, I know you're more Eastern than Western. Billy does a lot of the mm-hmm. Western stuff. But where, where do the challenges come from in 6A? Out of, uh, what are some of the teams that are kind of just a cut below them? Well, you know, let's start with Western PA. Um, you know, some teams out there, Pine Richland with their, uh, you know, all-everything quarterback, a kid that has committed to uh, Notre Dame. You know, they're going to be very talented. North Allegheny, State College, McDowell. You know, that's some of the teams to keep an eye out in 6A. Now, in the East, you know, you got to look in, in District 1 where you have the Chamonix, you have North Penn, you have the two Downington schools, Perks Valley. There's a lot of tremendous teams. Uh, District 11, I, I, I think Parkland's still the team to beat, but you have to look out for Bethlehem Freedom, a lot of talent. And then LaSalle and St. Joe's Prep uh, League is, again, a tremendous team. Unfortunately, I think their quarterback got hurt. So, you know, the only thing is it happened now, and they have time to adjust and and you know, put another kid in, but they're always going to be a solid program. Got a question for you, Dave. Uh, 4A, four classifications for a long time, 4A being the top. We now yeah. have a 5A and a 6A there. Has that diluted um, the quality? Is it, it does, has it, make it made it better? I mean, it obviously opens up opportunities for other teams to win state championships, which sometimes I have a problem with because it comes down to money. But what's your take on the expansion? Well, what I see is that, 4A is now what the 3A used to be. So all the good 3A teams are up there, like MLTEP Charter, Bishop McDevitt, Allentown Central Catholic, uh, Burrick, Seelands Grove, Bethlehem Catholic. So, you know, all those good AAA schools are now 4A schools. And a, a team that made two jumps, Burks Catholic, was a, a really good double A school has jumped up to to 4A. Now they'll be competitive, but I don't think they'll beat Bishop McDevitt. And what's interesting is still some of the good double A schools had stayed double A, and that kind of leads you know leaves a triple A as there's some good teams, but there's not a lot of great teams in triple A. I think you have a whole bunch of good teams. But, again, who's going to step up to be that great team? Yeah. And, and would you say then, for the people that aren't real, real familiar then, would you say that 4A, the top classification, is now just basically split between 5 and 6? Is that the the best way to explain it to the layman? Yeah, I, I would. I mean, you have the team, like like I said, MLTEP Charter team that won the 3A state title last year is going to be a heavy favorite in 4A. And then in 5A, to me, in the east, the road through Hershey is going to go through Archbishop Wood. So you, you, you see with the six classifications, what, what it's doing is kind of moving a lot of teams around. And I think the stronger districts like District 12, which is Philadelphia, and District 7, which is the Pittsburgh area, are going to spread those teams out. You're going to see more teams, I think, compete in Hershey for state titles with those districts. 
Talking with Dave Micah tonight, easternpafootball.com, westernpafootball.net. You mentioned Archbishop Wood there in 5A. Um, who else is there? What's who, Who's in the western half that may uh, may give him a go when it comes uh, time for Hershey? Well, I think you have to start with McKeesport. You know, they, they're going to be a very solid team. Woodland Hills, a team that was 4A, has moved up to 5A. You know them. They always have talent. I think a few years ago, they were the number one school that had, uh, I think, eight NFL football players that were playing a couple years ago. Um, then Upper St. Clair's another team. West Allegheny, I think, was a triple-A school that moved up to 5A. And then look at uh, Central Tech out of Erie is another team in 5A I would keep an eye on. Let's jump it down to 4A. You already talked about uh, Imhotep, the defending 3A champs there. Uh, what, what's the rest of that uh, division look like, classification? Well, you, you have to start with Bishop McDevitt out of uh, Harrisburg. They still have a lot of talent coming back. The other uh, uh, Division One uh, quarterback, he's back. Kid that's thrown, I think it was like 3,600 yards passing last year. So, but they lost their three division one wide receivers. So it'll be interesting to see the guys who are going to play receiver, you know, how they do. Um, another team's Allentown central Catholic, a team that switched with Bethlehem Catholic and leagues. They're going to play more of the, uh, Northern, uh, um, teams in the Poconos. Burke's Catholic. We touched on them a team that was double a moved up to four a and then Burrick Burrick, uh, could have stayed at 3A. They elected to uh, move up and play 4A. They're one of the, uh, I think there was only like six or seven schools they elected to move up in class, and they were one of them. And Bethlehem Catholic and uh, Seals Grove are a couple other teams to keep you know eye on in class 4A. Well, you read my mind there. I was going to ask you about Berwick. Um, last time we actually talked was uh, back when uh, legendary George Curry passed. Uh, I think that was back in, uh, what was that, March or April? I can't remember. But um, yeah. how do the Bulldogs look um, with George the, the George Curry era the second time uh, over with? Uh, what, how does that program look? I think they're going to be solid. I mean, I know talking to George uh, about a year and a half ago, he really wanted to coach his team this year because he knew that they're going to be solid. I mean, they pretty much have their team back. They have both their quarterbacks, the running back, most of their line. They have a lot of players back on both sides. And their new coach, Frank uh, Talk has done a tremendous job. He's really got those kids working hard in the weight room in the offseason. And I'll tell you what, you know, the thing is, and you know, to be successful, you have to believe in the coach and his program, and those kids are buying in. And I think they're going to be good this year. They're, they're going to be, I think, a, a, a very big contender, definitely in District 2, and a chance to, you know, we'll see what happens in District. Because it is going to be interesting with these teams moving up, some moving up more than one class. You don't know how they're going to react like a Burks Catholic. You know, they were a double A school. Now you're going to be in, you're playing in 4A. So, you know, they're good, but can they compete at that level? So that's, that's one of the big questions for me going into 2016, how some of these teams are going to react. Because realistically, they're going to be playing a lot of, this, <laughs> a lot of different uh, uh, 
teams are playing, you know, not their normal teams. So it's, it is going to be interesting. Talking uh, Pennsylvania football tonight with Dave Micah, easternpafootball.com, westernpafootball.net. All the player previews on there, team previews. They're uh, unveiling their rankings uh, day by day. Uh, the show is on Thursday, and we're taping it on uh, Wednesday, so a little out of sync here, but uh, you'll have it all revealed here coming up in the next day. Uh, you want to see where your favorite team plays. The schedules are there for you. It's it's just a great website. Uh, let's uh, kind of wrap up here, uh, throwing 3A, 2A, and 1A at everybody pretty quickly, but let's just go 3A first, uh, Aliquippa out west, always in the mix. What uh, what does the rest of the state look like? Yeah, I mean, Aliquippa's got to be the team to beat. Uh, Hickory, Central, Harn City, Beaver Falls are some schools, but I think is the favorite. In the east, you have Notre Dame, Green Pond, Danville, Middletown, Montoursville. A lot of people know uh, Mike Messina, his son, is the quarterback at Montoursville. Scranton Prep, so that's a few teams in 3A. In AA in the West, you have to look out for teams like Steel Valley, Sharpsville, Berlin, Kane. And in the East, look out for Schuylkill Haven. They're absolutely loaded. They're pretty much a running team. They have six, eight running backs deep. West Catholic, Al Philly. Southern Columbia, a team that's won the most state championships in the state. More at 1A, have moved up to AA in, in two years. They've won a state title. So watch out for them. Dunmore, Camp Hill, or a few other teams. Single A, uh, Bishop Guilfoyle, a team that, unfortunately, their star running back towards ACL, but a team that's going to be a heavy favorite to win single A. Clariton, another team that could challenge them. Farrell, Northern Bedford, Stoke Rock in the East. Marion Catholic, Old Fords, Wilms Valley are a couple teams to watch out for. Yeah, Bishop Guilfoyle uh, owns one of the uh, the top win streaks in the country right now. Uh, the the longest yeah. going down last weekend, but I'm uh, just looking here. They're they're 32 straight, so they're fifth uh, longest active streak in the nation right now. And before we wrap up here, Dave, we do what we do every year with you, which is we put the bullseye on your chest and say, okay, <laughs> name it. What do the state championship matchups look like now in six classifications, and who wins it? Well, in single A. I think you're going to see it's going to come down in the West of Bishop Guilfoy and Claritin. Um, Bishop Guilfoy has been playing in the East. I'm not sure how this, the structure is with the uh, schedules, um, but they'll probably be the two teams to watch out for because if Guilfoy does go through the East, they couldn't meet in the uh, state championship. <laughs> in double A, um, I would say look out for, oh, boy, a team. Uh, I would say uh, watch out for uh, West Catholic, a team with a lot of talent, could come through, make it the Hershey, and probably play a team like Lingler uh, Valley or Steel Valley. Um, Triple A, you have to say Aliquippa. Aliquippa's got to be the team to beat. I'm going to throw Notre Dame Green Pond. I know it's going to be a challenge for them to get the Hershey, but it is a weak class, and they have talent, and I think that they could, if they put it all together, make it. And and, and I, want to interrupt, I want to interrupt there and throw a good 
Shout out to our friend Phil Stamball, the head coach there, uh, who is the head coach at Notre Dame Green Pond after leading Pius the Tenth. They shut down Notre Dame Green Pond a couple of years ago, folks. Was zero and ten, eleven and two last yeah. year, and Dave's making the call. So shout out to Phil. <laughs> and and in Quad A, in the West, look for Cathedral Prep, a team that made it last year in Triple A. I see them making it in uh, Quad A. And also look out for uh, Emotech Charter, a team that won the state title in AAA. They're absolutely loaded again. No reason that they shouldn't go there and win. 5A um, in the East, I, I would pick Archbishop Wood. I think a team that has a lot of talent. And, I, again, the road through Hershey is going to have to go through them. And I think that um, this is the year that maybe – Woodland Hills could finally get to Hershey and get the monkey off their back and maybe finally win a state title. And then in 6A, I don't think this is a stretch to say, Pittsburgh Central Catholic versus St. Joe's Prep. You know, you're talking not only probably on paper your two best teams in the state, but obviously two of the best Catholic schools in the state. So if they get there, I'm going to go with St. Joe's Prep. Because, again, when they get there and you have a guy like DeAndre Swift, that kid will be the best player on the field that day. I guarantee that. And I just want to say one more thing. For years in the West, and you know these two programs, Clareton, who uh, has, you know, by most people, Lamont Wade is the uh, number one player some in Pennsylvania that most people feel is a defensive back. And you know Aliquippa a team, two great programs out there. They are going to play this year for the first time, and it's going to be one tremendous game because you're talking two of the best small school programs, not only in Pennsylvania, in the nation. And these programs are finally going to hook up and play. And trust me, they've been talking about this since June. So it's going to be an interesting year for 2016. Yeah, no love lost there. And that leads me to one more question. I didn't have it, but now I do, which is, uh, for example, Pittsburgh Central Catholic playing uh, St. John's College High School out of D.C. They're ranked number 39, uh, Pittsburgh Central Catholic 11. That's this Saturday. Prep, as I mentioned, coming out here to play Oaks Christian, one of the top. uh, They're number seven in our Southern California poll. Uh, I know uh, McDevitt is playing, I think, DeMatha. Um, seems to be yeah. more out-of-state matchups going on. Uh, that's got to be a lot of fun for you. Well, it is. And, and it's uh, certain districts could do it. Obviously, District 12, District 3, because they allow, you know, um, one – well, District 12, they, they could play more than one team out-of-state because, you know, St. Joe's Prep will play Don Bosco and teams like that, St. Joe's which they open up this week out of uh, New Jersey. So they'll play more teams out of state. But the other districts, usually you get one week where you could play a good opponent, which is good because you kind of see where your program is. And that's where up here where I live in the Lehigh Valley in District 11, it's a shame that they don't do that anymore since they went to this, you know, having the Mountain Valley Conference and, and putting it all together, making this uh, Eastern Pennsylvania conference, you don't have that luxury of week one where you could play teams from District 1 or even a team from out of state. 
And, you know, I kind of miss that because that's where, you know, I, you know as well as I, St. Joe's Prep plays this schedule to prepare for the playoffs. That's why they play these good programs because when they get to the playoffs, they are battle-tested and most of the teams they're going to face aren't as good as what they played during the regular season. Yep, nope, and and uh, Gabe Infante, the head coach there, always talks about that. Uh, a lot of times they, they have two, three losses uh, because of that schedule, but it prepares them for Hershey. Well, Dave, you and I could, as we always say, go on for another hour talking about different stuff, diving a little bit deeper, but uh, I think we've done a pretty good job of uh, getting everybody up to speed as the season's ready to kick off. Have a great year. It's always good to have your friendship, and uh, great job on that uh, that preview. And, folks, please go out and look at easternpafootball.com and West PAfootball.net. It'll get your juices flowing for Friday night. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Taking a break. Coming back, we're heading to the state of Florida. Josh Wilson from FloridaHSFootball.com. Going to see what goes there as they come out of their kickoff classics into the regular season. They've got four teams in our top 20. That story when we come back. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, 
And for that extra Bigfoot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the debris inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again, this year, USA Today High School Sports and High School Football America teaming up to give you great national coverage and specific coverage. From Southern California, check them out at usatodayhss.com. And speaking of partnerships, USA Today, uh, Josh Barnett has a, uh, a partnership deal with the guy that's on the line right now, Josh Wilson from floridahsfootball.com, good friend of ours. He's been on the show the last three years getting everybody uh, pumped up and ready for what's about to happen in the Sunshine State. We're going to do all kinds of stuff to make sure, though, you don't have any weather coming your way. But welcome to the show, Josh. We're excited to talk some Florida football. Hey, yeah, it's exciting, you know, considering, you know, hey, and, uh, this, could, this, could be, this could be actually the last season for us, so the way people know it is some things and the way they're used to it. So, you know, it, it, could, be, it could be very interesting, and, and it's going to be – I think there's going to be some interesting things, you know, considering that the what the storylines are out there already. That you know, obviously, as you know, with, with some of our with our nationally ranked teams that that are down here that we have, and you, what what could it be? 
What could, what could progress to the 2015 season? Because I'll tell you what, some history is, some history could be made here. Yeah, and we've got a lot to talk about. And folks, uh, right now, uh, we're taping this on Wednesday. Uh, obviously, you're hearing it tonight, Thursday night, so Josh is already out of the game. We'll talk about that. But let's just dive into this. Uh, you've got a, done a great job of getting uh, the fans prepared for the 2016 season there in Florida. Uh, talk a little bit about what they can find if they go to your website to, to get them prepped if they haven't already checked it out. Well, one, one, we're actually kind of, you know, we've been going through the district projections, trying to, you know, lay out saying, hey, you know, who, who's going to win, you know, who we think is going to win the districts this year. Cause they, cause, you know, every, every year you're going to have, you're going to have that one team or two, you know, team or so, or in, in these different districts that are going to be, oh, the dark horse, or they're going to be, they're, they're better than what people are thinking, or, hey, you know, something totally, you know, they, they you know, just making that right coaching change, you know, changes the whole dynamics of everything. And then you were looking at that, also looking at, you know, what, you know, with some of our top games this week. So you'll be able to go, actually be able to, when, when y'all go on there, you know, when doing that, you're going to find the top games for this week, which we've got 10 games. Actually, then those 10 games will also appear on USA Today's uh, high school sports site. So that will be appeared, appeared on there as well as on our site, but we'll count them down on our site. And count them down, like with people know. Hey, who, wh- which game do we think is the best this week? Yeah, and really there, check out. Yeah, and there's some dandies on there. Talking with Josh Wilson tonight, the uh, the founder of FloridaHSFootball.com. Check it out. You got a got a ton of stuff on there to get you ready. And uh, uh, for those of you that have not looked at our uh, preseason algorithm, national rankings, our computer rankings, IMG number two. Uh, just talking the Florida teams here. They've got number eight Grayson this weekend. We're going to talk about that. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas number one by Max and by USA Today. They're number seven in our poll. Uh, and you've got Miami Central there, uh, number 12. We're proud that we have them there because we think, uh, once again, they're going to make a run at that record fifth state title. But, uh, you know, before we get into the games, what I want to do is have a little fun with what you guys had some fun with, the helmet challenge this year. You guys, oh, have, yeah. yeah, that was kind of cool to see those. The, I love helmets. I don't know what it is, but it, it's a cool thing. Tell us a little bit about that, uh, what you did and the idea behind it and how it all turned out. Well, how that got started is the guy that uh, the, the his name's Chris Stoney. He did our new logo back at the start of the year, and actually, he's the one that delivered this helmet template to to me and put it in my hands. And I looked at it, and I'm like, "Hey, you know what? I've been wanting to rejuvenate the helmet project here because it got kind of stagnant with the the older, smaller helmets. I mean, if if if, if a lot of people might be familiar with the with the, the national champions website where they have the helmet, the national helmet project, and and that particular thing, and those are a lot of you know the the older, smaller helmets where they're only you, you, you can't really you know make them worth anything you know to to prefer any graphics or of, of that nature, and I get this helmet to, helmet template dropped into my lap and I'm like, hey, there we go, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden it just it just started and uh, whole, uh, everything I did you know I got all the teams done for the state of Florida even though some of them are not totally current current because of you know some of them are using some of these specialized decals now that that are hard to get their hands on because you know it's either you know trying to get a coach to track the coach down or well if the coach that used it is already gone so it's like trying to figure that out but the, the idea for helmet challenge was just it was it just sparked off it's like you know it's it's something to get fans involved right before the season it's like it kind of get them excited you know it's like to kind of get the get the the feel of getting the you know hey football season's almost here let's put the attention on something here that can be really cool and fun and sure enough that's 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 what happened for a lot of the, you know a lot of the teams and their fan bases they kind of got involved with it and they they started pushing on it and sure enough people just started coming to the site voting and you know all that and we 
And, and the interesting thing is we ended up having, during, during the course of the run of the bracket, we end up having some of these rivalries where there's like the, the crosstown rivalries end up meeting up in the bracket, and it just became like if, you know, they, they, felt, they felt that it was like a sort of, if they lost that, it was going to be an omen for the season. So <laughs> <laughs> they, they were literally into it, and that's where, you know, I mean, I even had one of our potential that, that teams in, the, in Class 3, a Clearwater Central Catholic, they were like, oh, if we lose this first-round game to Shemadon Madonna, which was just where they matched up, we're, because that, that's a potential matchup they could see in the, in, the, in the playoffs, and they're like, if we lose this, this is not going to be good for us for this season. <laughs> uh, you got to love fans out there. They take everything very, very seriously, which, which is probably a good segue into rankings. You, uh, you come up with new rankings this year. We posted up your, your preseason ones. Uh, but before I get into that, i got one question for you because we're getting a little uh, feedback on it. So we put out our preseason poll our algorithm it's all algorithm based no opinion and then on Sunday we put out our first in-season one not that everybody played but we you know the fans wanted it so we did it what we didn't do was count your kickoff classics uh, and and there was some big ones there uh, and we're going to talk about American heritage from plantation losing big mm-hmm. to Booker T and and so forth um, explain to the fans out there uh, what a kickoff classic is because it does not count in their records and there's nobody better to do that than you since you're in the heart of it it's a preseason game, basically. It's it's basically you know it's 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 the one game where both that you're going to have both your varsity and junior varsity teams on the field at the same time together, and they're going to play. The, the teams decide what kind of format they want to play. So basically, some teams will will do a full full game where okay the rules are basically what the rules you're going to play with during the regular season. Now, if it's one kickoff classic, I was at last week. The kickoffs, the kickoffs were basically they did a kickoff, they did punts, but there was no returning of those kickoffs or punts. So that you know, and then they start they placed now the punt with the wall would be placed wherever it landed, but if the kickoff, they would just place the ball at the thirty-five to start the drive. Okay, so that you know that's that's not being realistically totally you know in, in that in that game in that game situation. So. And that's why those those really games really don't particularly count. I mean, that's why it just doesn't it, it doesn't make sense to count them in a lot of ways because there's so many different varying factors. Like, okay, then there's another situation I could point out is like, okay, uh, Trinity Christian out of Jacksonville, which is one of the teams that you know it's within your in your top fifty. Well, okay, well they put, they hosted North Marion. And the thing is, is that the, the varsity held them oh, shut out North Marion twenty to nothing. But they, they, when they pulled the set the JV kids, they pulled the J, put the JV kids in and set the varsity kids. Well, North Marion came back and won the game twenty two twenty. So it's like you you can't you have to look at it both ways. You know, it's like it's it's not an easy it's not an easy look at just all that. And that's why I think some people are like, well, yeah, Plantation American Heritage. Well, you know, that, that might be a different situation in that game because you were going up against a, another solid team. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, it's, I think, you know, they're, they're looking at it. Hey, we've got to be prepared for next week in that situation, you know, cause hey, you're playing Colquitt on Saturday. So that's, you know, I, I think that's where, you know, they had to prepare because it was either, you're not going to walk in the week one and play Colquitt and not be totally prepared for that game. There's yes. just no way. Yeah, especially when Colquitt just played a very good uh, Mill Creek team and, and lost and snapped its 30-game uh, win streak. And by the way, your point there on Trinity Christian, I forgot to uh, mention them out of Jacksonville. They're number 25 in our rankings, and it would have been totally unfair <laughs> to have them affected in the algorithm by a game right. that really, is, as Josh just explained, uh, was was not a true indicator of a, of a high school football game. Had Trinity Christian Academy kept their varsity in there. 
completely different story. So that there you have oh, your yeah. answer, folks. So let's let's go into what you've done. Uh, some hybrid rankings. Explain what you've done to come up with what you think is a good way to rank uh, all the teams in all eight classifications there in Florida. Well, I I, I kind of came up with something because you know I've hear, I've hear I hear people saying that okay you know uh, we don't like the current rankings because you know it's uh, from 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 the uh, from the AP from the because it's the Associated Press that runs the state poll here for the newspapers. And then it's, it's all newspaper writers. There's no other people like the sportscasters and, you know, where some states will let the sportscasters join in and online sites, you know, where they'll have that. And it's, we don't have that here. Well, of course, my poll does that where I have where I have a diverse panel of media. But I had to start thinking, okay, what – what what's going on here? Because if we're just looking at wins and losses, are we doing are we are we doing a service to these teams, or are we doing a disservice when we're not factoring in the strength of schedule here? What 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 are these teams doing? Are they are they winning the games they're supposed to be? Are they are they staying close in these games? Or are they not? Or, or what's going on? And the whole basically the whole ball of of things that, and in that. And I said, you know what? I got to do the strength of schedule here somewhere. I've got to figure out the way they do the strength of schedule. Now you know. And you know what? One seems like you know when you start when you when you want to look at just a number strictly, take a look take a look at what they used in the BCS for strength of schedule. It's 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 a simple that that's probably me is is a simple formula, in a lot of ways because you can look at it and if you if you got it set right you can look at what what your opponents opponents records are doing as well. You add that all up, well, hey, you're gonna know who's playing the strongest schedule mm-hmm. in the state, and that's. That to me, you know, when I look at it and when I ran the strength of schedule, I'm like, you know, I think the the thing was is that a lot of people thought, okay, IMG would really have the strongest schedule. Well, if you start to if you if you if you're not looking at certain things like maybe okay, that bowl game that they're going to play at the end of the season, which which I I, I kind of find strange that you schedule a bowl game when you're not even sure if you're going to be you know five and five eligible for a bowl <laughs> game. That's that's where that's where I've had the thing, but I had to factor it in, and I'm like, you know, look at it, and it's like, you know, some people don't realize that Long Beach Poly, if if, if it, that was the, what I saw correctly, was four and six last year. So it's like, wait a second, well that hurts a little bit. If Long Beach Poly was a little bit better, IMG probably would have been number one. Yeah, and and by the way, they had four forfeits in there too because if you think, I, I mean, it gets all jacked up. That's for sure. But right. you, you're, <laughs> and, and I had to, I had to deal with and I had to deal with some of that on here with forfeits. I had to, you yeah. know, I had one team where they had a forfeit right before the playoffs, and they were zero and you know, I had to mark that as zero and ten. And I had one team. Well, and all of a sudden, Oxbridge Academy they ended up forfeiting all their games from the last two years. Well. That made them 0 12, so that kind of hurt. <laughs> it it kind of changed things up a little bit in, uh, the, in the process. Oh, trust me, you and I are going through the same thing. The algorithm changes, but we're we're kind of proud of it. And I I think you, I, you you've said in the past you kind of like what we do with it, and uh, you know it's uh, that's a good compliment it's coming. A it's a different. It's a, it's a different. It's a different perspective of that. And you know, and then there's and there's you know there's there's the computer rankings where you know you got the Freeman over there, at Max Preps, you got the Massey over there at USA Today. You know, you know, each one's got a different, you know, a different variance of how you know they they, they factor in these weights, and you know that's you know that that's that's cool and everything. I think it just it brings brings fans to the table and lets them talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and they do like to talk, that's for sure. We're talking Florida high school football with the founder of FloridaHSFootball.com, Josh Wilson, tonight. And uh, before we dive into some of these teams here, one other question, a change in the playoff situation in Florida that if, if fans don't know about it, uh, give them a little opportunity here because it's not the same old, same old. 
Well, well, we're the same old, same old for this season, but 2017 is the thing, and that's oh, why. That's right. it's actually, but that's actually going to fat. It's actually going to fat. It's it's going to be something that's going to be heavily watched in 2016 because the final proposal hasn't come totally out yet. But we've got an idea of where we're headed with this, and you know, and there seems to be that the the FHA board of directors seems to be there. There seems to be an agreement there, even though there's not been an official vote taken. The, the idea is to basically, you know, in our four smallest classes would be 1A through 4A. They would eliminate the district format totally. So that basically means puts the game scheduling responsibility into the hands of each school's coach fully. You know, they would be responsible for scheduling all 10 of their games. And then a point system, which is actually modeled off Nebraska's point system, would be the, would, would, would be the determination of what teams get into the playoffs. And then um, with the highest four classes, 5A through 8A, they're, the the thing is, is they they want to keep the districts because that's what the schools want in these larger classes. They want they want their districts still. So and what what happened is that they'll guarantee the district champion to to get into the playoffs, but they will not guarantee the runner up anymore. It'll go to a wild card, and the point system will determine all that with seeding and everything. So the point system will determine seeding in all eight classes. District champs in the highest four would get automatic, you know, be in the in the playoffs automatically, and they would just get seeded one through four, depending on where the points total comes out at the end of the season, and then, you know, and then get the wild cards. And basically, the, the 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 whole gist of the whole thing is is basically one to get a lot of these independent teams that are sitting there and the, that would be in within the smaller classes in two A and three and possibly a couple of in four A. Get them hopefully back into the into the state series, you know where they'll be playoff eligible, and then what will also another thing would it would also help with is that it will basically reduce any chances of almost a two and eight, three and seven team. You know, even there might be a couple of chances where you might see a four and six slip in, but they have to be a district champion. And we had a instance where we had a district champion last year that three and seven but got in, and because they played this, arguably one of the toughest schedules in the state. So it's basically they want to eliminate the, these teams that are one or nine district runner-ups basically backdooring into the playoffs and then they're causing like a 60 nothing blow. And then the, the, the team that they play the next week, 60 to nothing, and, you know, it's it's on a fun playoff game. Well, I hope there's not a quiz at the end of this show because that <laughs> – you did a good I, job of explaining. It's just a little confusing. That's all. I'm it's, a little, it's a little. It's a little confusing to the fans. But if you look, if if, if and, and I'm sure there's Nebraska listeners, and they they probably understand. Hey, they they understand that some of what we're wanting to do here, you know, hey, and they and that's what the whole thing is. And Frank Beasley, who's the uh, football administrator for the FHA, you know, he looked at several different models, and you know, and then again, there's another point. You know, when you got you know 17, 18 other states that are using some sort of point system for deciding, you know, who makes the playoffs or seeding your playoffs, you know, it's kind of saying, hey, you know, there must be doing something right in these states, you know. But <laughs> uh, because to be honest with you, I think in, in the, the, the the other problem that hurts Florida really in this. And when they lay out the districts, it's, it's our geography. Our geography is so different than, than a lot of other states. I mean, I know California, you get almost 900 miles north to south. So, yep. you know, that's a, that's a geography thing right there for y'all. And that's probably why y'all won't really technically have a what they call a true state championship playoff format because you're not going to – that would probably take weeks to figure out who, who, who would win it. Months to play it, too. 
<laughs> that too. So you know, you, 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 that's that's where you know that's where a lot of people don't really you know why California will never have that. And you know, we could say, hey, Florida could be in the same situation. We're lucky we got what we have. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Josh Wilson on the line tonight from FloridaHSFootball.com. Check it out, and uh, let's dive into the teams now and uh, just kind of get your take. Uh, we have IMG number two, and you and I have discussed on the air our philosophy. Mine is always we put them into the rankings because they're at least playing a national schedule. Um, I, I respect you know Kevin Wright. I do recognize, though, that ultimately, you know, they are recruiting from X number of states and they're not allowed in the Florida playoffs and all that. So we won't even talk IMG with you, I think, because we, we know where we stand on that. But let's. Oh, let's... I, I just I just think I just I, I just think, you know, it's just, a, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll give IMG the attention when they're playing one of our Florida teams, which, hey, you know, they got several on the slate. So that'll be fun to watch, see what happens. Yeah, no. I And like I said, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's everybody's cup of tea. I get people that say all the time to me, how much much crap do you get for having them in the national rankings? I'm like, you know, I really don't because people recognize that they're at least playing a quality schedule. If they were playing a, a horrible schedule, it'll be interesting to see what happens, by the way, when, when people really do start like Texas saying, we're not going to play you. That's, that's when it's going to get interesting with what IMG is doing. But anyway, on to, on to the next one. Um, we have them number seven in our algorithm. Mm -hmm. uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, number one by Max, number one by USA Today. Uh, Jake Allen, obviously a top-flight quarterback headed into Florida. How good is this Raider team? You know, I, I, they're going to be they're going to be really really good again. I, it's that's the thing. It's just just how good are they going to be? Are they going to be an undefeated team, or are they maybe a potentially be a one loss team? Well, you know, I think I think the tone gets set come Friday night when they play Booker T. Washington at, at, at Travis Powell, which that is going to be a tough environment. I I don't think it's been I think it's been a long while since St. Thomas has had to go play a game in one of those stadiums in Miami, other than you know Sun Life, which is now Hard Rock. The thing is, is that playing at Travis Powell, that's one of your most, uh, you know, that's the toughest, probably the toughest environment you can play in Miami-Dade County, you know, to go play at Travis Powell. And Booker T is going to bring the fans. And there's probably going to be fans of Central and a couple of the other schools, Northwestern as well. They're all going to show up, maybe probably, if they're, if they're not paying attention to their games. There might be some other people saying, hey, we're going to go see this game because we know what? This is what's going on. We want to see this happen. So, you know, that's... I think that you know St. Thomas is going to have to play their best game this week when they when they play Booker T. And to, to be honest with you, you know if, even if they say okay they come out of that game and they win, you know that might help for the rest of the schedule. But you know then again you look a few weeks ahead and well there's Bishop Norman sitting there on the schedule and you're like, <laughs> well how you handle, how do you handle going three hours west? That's the, that will be the question there on that one. But I, I think St. Thomas they'll they'll be able to repeat again this year. It's just a matter of now you know. Is this going to be a start of a trend where they're just going to keep repeating, or you know, is somebody going to you know going to catch up with them? And you know, and that's that's the thing. You know, it's you know, there's only there've been those few teams that have like a Manatee over the years or a Dwyer. You know, somewhere they come in the playoffs and they're like, oh, nope, you're done. <laughs> I, that's, I, I don't think that's this, I don't think that's going to happen this year, though. Yeah, so. but they've got again. They've got the quality schedule that can give them another national championship if they run oh, the table. Certainly. It's 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 going to be real interesting. Uh, you were you were happy when you saw that uh, we had Miami Central number twelve in our poll, and and you said Jeff, uh, well, I, we thought the eight regular season games was going to impact the Rockets. Uh, we we made kind of note of that and and made an adjustment as you can in an algorithm to make sure it's weighted properly so tell us about the Rockets again going after a fifth straight title which is a pretty impressive thing 
Well, that's a pretty impressive thing, considering that the record is four, which they, which both Miami Central and Booker T. Washington tied last year, and actually both of those programs are going for that fifth straight this year. So that's going to be interesting to see what exactly happens. And you know, that I've heard from some from some of the Rockets faithful that they're they're they're, they're kind of like a little concerned because of that eight game schedule, you know, where you're going to have three bye weeks, you know, at the back end of the schedule before you go into the playoffs. I know some people say, oh, well, time for them to get healthier if they have any injuries. Well, you know, well, who are you going to beat up for three weeks? Are you going to beat up on your team or are you going to beat up on the, on the dummies or what are you going to do? That's, that's my question about that. And that's, that's my only concern about that. But, you know, if, if, if central, you know, if central plays it right and they, you know, they get, you know, they, they, they win those first couple playoff games, then yeah, I probably would say, hey, you know, they'll probably be in line to win a fifth straight state championship. Question is, is who they get on the other side from the north side of the bracket? Some people think it's going to be Armwood again this year. Some people think there's a team, there's a team that team, some people think that might make it this year that hasn't been, that hasn't been in the mix since Dante Culpepper played at this school, Ocala Vanguard. So that's going to be the question: who comes out of the north this year? And Nobody I, knows, really. Yeah, well, and that's what makes it interesting, especially, you know, uh, those seven, six, and five, and fours. I mean, those classifications are real interesting. I kind of skipped over because I was excited to talk the Rockets there. But Booker T and St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, we have them a little deeper in the poll uh, in, in the national rankings, but um, I think they prove something against American Heritage, and that's probably a good segue mm-hmm. into talking about both of those teams. What is the significance of that game? I mean, what was it a, a full kick? off classic play like a regular game give the the fans a little look inside that if you could from my understanding it was played as a like a full regular game and but you know with ice harris back to ice harris senior let's 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 put put that on the record him being back as technically as the head coach now it's just it's it's one of those things it's like saying hey you know i think booker t came out and made a statement it's like hey we got our coach back we're going to go back out and win this thing again and that's the, <laughs> that's the thing you know and i think that put you know you know if if they win those games that they're supposed to and they you know they actually improve upon that you know that 5 and 5 regular season record you know they get they, they basically you know maybe only one loss or not even any losses at all Hey, you didn't know they might be thrown into the national title conversation at this rate. The way the way the way it plays out, you know. I mean, because Miami Central's on the schedule again. You know, they've got their traditional teams that they you know they play down there, and I think that's going to be the interesting thing is to see what happens and see how they progress. But if they, if, to be honest with you, if they get a win this week over St. Thomas Aquinas, I think that will definitely change they'll be having some people turn heads yeah well you know like you said if they beat them and, and the rockets you beat those two teams rank very high you're you're in the national championship mix again we're talking florida high school football with josh wilson of florida hsfootball.com and uh you know american heritage you you alluded to it at the beginning uh, colquitt county are defending national champs on the road coming up after being beaten by booker t um what what's the situation there uh, are they able to rebound or is this going to be kind of a little rough start continuing out of the kickoff classic? Well, I, I really hope not for American Heritage because I, I really, you know, they, they've got a really, you know, talented roster. So I think that was kind of just a surprise. I think they were just kind of didn't, I don't think in my mind, they weren't, they weren't expecting Booker T to perform up to that level. And I think they just kind of thing. But but I've heard from a couple people saying that hey, you know, the coaching wasn't totally solid there and all that. Well, of course, you know, you you've got uh, Pat Certain, uh, Pat Certain, who took over from Mike Rump, who Mike Rump went over to the University of Miami with Mark Rick. 
I just my question is just that you know I think you know they need to be able to be focused, but you know if, I mean my my focus is, is how much focus is Plantation American Heritage is going to have if uh, if a hurricane's coming, which that's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't know. I mean that's I, I I just think I you know thinking that you know looking at it what Plantation American Heritage did last week and then you look at what Colquitt County that you know they lost last week in their opener. You know I think the question is. is which team's going to have it? I mean, I want to pick Plantation American Heritage to go up there and actually, you know, get a win. But then again, I'm sure that's probably a very, very tough environment to go up to Moultrie and play, play, play Colquitt like that. Yeah, it's just it, it, you. I can't imagine going into an atmosphere like that where they, they, you know, you have a, you know, a bigger fan base to obviously what Plantation American Heritage is going to have. And go in that environment and be able to play that game and come out of there with a win and take it back home, back down to South Florida. I think it's just going to be very tough in, in the end. But hopefully, you know, in the end, you know, they they play that game, play a really good game, and they, you know, they get over what they ever whatever happened in the kickoff classic against Washington and just you know focus on the season ahead because hey, you got a tough district slate ahead. You've got to be focused and ready for that. Otherwise, you're not going to the playoffs this year. You're just going to be sitting at home watching everybody else play come November. Well said. Josh Wilson on the line. High school football out of Florida. Conversation on High School Football America tonight. It's FloridaHSFootball.com. Uh, we mentioned IMG. What I really want to mention now is they played Carroll City. And uh, mm-hmm. 17-7, I, I'm not sure. Again, I wasn't at that. I, I read some of the notes, watched some of the video. But that's got to be a, a pretty good sign for Carroll City. Uh, tell us a little bit about that program and oh, some of the other oh, ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I th- you know, and I said something, and I think, you know, that's you know, the, the score is a little deceiving in a lot of ways because of everything, you know, looking at that score. It's just, like I said, just, just totally deceiving of – the fact of how close Carroll City was playing IMG for almost three and a half quarters, you know, it's just it was kind of at the end that where IMG kind of pulled away, and you know, a lot of people said, okay, Carroll City got a little tired right at the end. Well, I mean, that probably is to be expected considering what kind of roster does IMG have compared to what kind of roster Carroll City has. So, you know, I think, but but Carroll City's in that same district with Miami Central, Miami Northwestern, and Miami Norland. All four of those teams in that district and District 16 and 6A are playoff worthy teams it's just a matter you know two are only going to get the gun now if we were into this new potential new playoff format all four might be potentially be eligible because the, the you know three of them could take three of them could take four of the wild cards that would be assigned for their region that's the thing i mean to be honest i mean it's i think it's a really good sign for carol city i really think you know they'll, 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 they're going to contend with central again for that district championship this year and that's that's something that they they can hang their hat up, high up on knowing that hey you know, you didn't let ING run all over you, and that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good. That's thing. a really good. That's a really good thing considering how many Division One prospects ING has on their roster. No doubt about how good the ascenders are, and let's. Uh, it's always amazed me, especially as I'm going through the algorithm here, and we put together our national rankings. Eight um, A, your biggest classification. Uh, Flanagan got some love last year. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they kind of touched in our top twenty-five in that, but it, it's kind of an oddity in in many ways that the the biggest classification sometimes isn't getting the most love when it comes to the national rankings. It would because Aquinas is seven A, uh, the Rockets, Miami Central six A, and you know so on and so forth. So Talk a little bit about the, 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 the 8A classification. I know a lot of people from Deerfield Beach are kind of getting on us going, hey, <laughs> give us a little love. So so what do you well, like they're, they're, Yeah, I, and, and I, I hear the same thing as well. They say, give us a little love. They think, they, think they're, they think they're the best team in South Florida. Well, my question, my thing is to them, go out there and prove it. 
go out there and prove it on the field, and then then we'll talk about it later. You know, that's that's the thing. And you know, the problem with A.A. Wyatt probably doesn't get as much love in in terms of the national perspective is because it's probably not the strongest classification at all. You know, people think, oh, the, you're, the biggest class is probably going to be the best class. No, I, I it's that's not the way it is here in Florida. Actually, Class Six A is our best class in in in, in the entire state. And the thing with Class 8A is just that I don't, you know, I would like to see Flanagan make it back and repeat, but the thing is is that I think 8A is just wide open this year for us down here. It's just who's going to come from the north, who's going to come from the south. And, you know, there's several teams from the south that people are pegging. Well, Flanagan, they want to see Flan- some people want to see Flanagan repeat. Then there's the talk about Miami Southridge has got this loaded roster. Well, you know, they're, they're, they're in the top five in the state. Well, then you got Deerfield Buchu, who's wanting some love. Well, there's another team that could potentially be in the in the running, and then there's Columbus down there in Miami. So there's there's three there's at least four or five teams in South Florida alone that can emerge to go to Orlando this year, and that's that's the thing is then who from the north is going to emerge? Well, you got a Pofka, you got Manatee, you've got you've got a couple of these other schools there that are that are potential, you know, that that can make runs. It's just a matter. Who's who's really hungry for it? And who really wants to get there this year? And like I said, I just I think that, I think when we when we put out our our, our our media picks of who from the different from our media panel who voted, and you know when we put those picks out of who they're going to make the state championship game, I think you're going to see a wide range for Class 8A. Whereas you may see 6A, you may see you may see it be tighter as to who's going to make it. Sure. Well, in, let's... in opinion. And let's and let's just kind of wrap up here with you know get a get a couple of dark horses in there. We know where we we know the big ones. We know who got the preseason hype and all of the national polls and in your poll. But are, are there one or two teams that you should say, hey, check this team out? You know, the one team I would think that you would say you would want to say, hey, check this team out. And you know, they've been they've been nationally ranked before, but I don't they haven't been really big in the conversation as of as of lately. Would be like a Coco. You know, if Coco can. You know, beat Trinity Christian on Sunday on uh, on ESPN, and then they, you know they get the book, they get Booker T. Washington, and they get that game at home. That's what I told them. They get that game at home this year. Coco, Coco will, and they get Booker T. That's the thing. You know that that's that's one thing, and that's the only team I can actually suspect, I can, could say legitimately would have a chance at you know outside of maybe saying St. Thomas Aquinas knocking off Booker T. They would be the only team that could probably in, in, in Class Four A. That could not could could stop Booker T from making it to the state championship game this year. There's nobody else in that class. That Coco would be the only other team to make that to be able to stop it. And that's because Coco had had quite a few transfers this offseason that 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 really loaded up the roster in, in terms of talent. Josh, always appreciate the intel. You did a great job of getting everybody uh, ready for uh, what will be an exciting 2016. Thanks for joining us tonight, and good luck throughout the uh, the rest of the season. Appreciate it, Jeff. And remember that hey, the fans can FloridaHSFootball.com, Twitter, FLAHSFootball, and we're on Facebook, too, FloridaHSFootball. So find us everywhere. <laughs> uh, that's right. It's a social media world. Josh Wilson from FloridaHSFootball.com. Taking a break. Coming back with more. You're listening to High School Football America.
instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can 
can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. USA Today High School Sports and High School Football America teaming up to bring you great high school football coverage from around the nation and specifically from Southern California throughout the 2016 season. Check them out. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. And this section also brought to you by Crossover, our good friends at Crossover, breaking down that game film, saving you time, money, making your life easy, allowing you to coach that's what you do, right? You are hired to coach. You're not hired to become a, a, a data input specialist or anything. And right now, Ken Hoffman, the director of partnerships at Crossover, is on the line to talk about uh, what's new and how his product can help you out during the 2016 high school football season. Welcome to the show, Ken. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's always good to have you on here. It's exciting. The, the season kicked off uh, over the last couple of weeks. Coaches are knee-deep in either two-a-days or getting ready for their first game or game number two. And like I said, uh, last year we had Jason Strunk on the line, who writes the turnaround for us, the head coach at Lubbock. And Strunky loves your product, uh, says it saved him $10,000 last year and umpteen hours that he can't count about. But uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what's new for 2016. Sure. So this year, uh, now again, we always listen to our coaches from years past of what worked well for them, what they'd like to see more of. Um, something we heard over and over last year was the ability to um, take more advantage of the scouting reports, be able to aggregate data across multiple games. Because um, we know we save coaches a ton of time by doing all that data entry, all that tedious down distance hash, all that tagging that goes into you know eight ten hours a game for these coaches to handle and we see we now rolled out a new data visualization platform that gives these coaches some really advanced exciting analytical tools that you'll see at most division one programs um so this, what this will do um again since crossover is breaking down all their footage for them already a coach um you know if he has a game on 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 saturday sorry on friday night um he can go in saturday morning um, pick three, four, five, six scouting games at a time that Crossover's already broken down for them, and it'll aggregate all of that data into some advanced uh, reports for them. So you can see pass versus run ratio. Um, he can use a bunch of different filters to pull out specific situations from a team. I can find every red zone play team runs through six games. Click one button, it's going to dump all of those video clips into one reel for me on my Crossover account for me to use. I can look at every third down play this team runs, every play that runs from the left hash, for example, one click of a button across six games. Now I can watch all those video clips um, and dive deeper into the film study. And on the flip side, you know, we know a lot of coaches originally started to use crossover a couple years ago because they don't have time to do their own self-scouting or their own self-evaluation. And these coaches know as they get throughout the season, there's more tape on them as they move throughout. 
especially when they get to that first round of the playoffs, their opponents are watching every game they have throughout the entire season. So now this new tool allows those coaches to watch their own games. They can aggregate five, ten games from the, the entire season and be able to see in in, in instance uh, how how predictive they're becoming in certain situations, how often they run behind you know, that right tackle in certain situations, and just it makes it that much easier to see what your opponent is studying on you than go ahead and flip that script on game day. Crossover.com forward slash HSFA. That's how you get your five-minute demo. It's free. It's easy. You'll love it. Trust me, all the coaches that I talk to that have used the product love it. The, the, the other question we get, Ken, and I know you've been on the show before and we talk about this, but this is probably the biggest question. I, I, I'm a huddle person. Does huddle work with Crossover? And I know you've got the easy answer on that, and it's easier if you explain it. Yeah, of course. And you know, we're not naive to know that, that huddle was you know, the, the first product on the market. A lot of these coaches latch on to it pretty quickly just because of that film exchange portion of it. Um, crossover works seamlessly with huddle. Most of our guys are using huddle and crossover in tandem just because there's some sort of mandate for film exchange. So it's as simple as just forwarding the huddle link to a upload service that crossover will provide for you and we'll take care of the rest. We'll upload it. We'll put the rosters. We'll break everything down quickly as 12 hours for you. I remember last year being in Florida with you during uh, the, the Miami Dolphins uh, South Florida Media Day and, and getting to interact with a lot of coaches down there, some guys that were with you, some that didn't even know about you. And when, when Ken demoed in front of them, the response was phenomenal. They, they, they couldn't believe how easy it was to, to use. And the other most important thing, and I think Strunky told us this when we were in Lubbock uh, back in February, he said, you know, the bottom line is, the breakdown portion was 99.9% accurate each and every time, and that is so critical, and it allows you to go out there and coach, and you know the data you're looking at is right there. Now, also, I know you want to talk about something, a, a new product as well, uh, and, and you're breaking down game film, so it only stands the reason that you have a film room. Let's talk about that. Exactly, and as Crossover, we provide a video breakdown service for four sports right now, so you have football, basketball, volleyball, and lacrosse. And we always hear from coaches that want to be able to utilize crossover for their other teams. We know a lot of football coaches are athletic directors as well. And there's a lot of money being spent on the video editing platform. So what we did a couple months ago was release what we we're calling Film Room, which provides unlimited video storage and film editing capabilities to any sport within an athletic program. So if you're a wrestling team, field hockey, whatever it might be, all of the sports within your athletic program can use crossover for our Film Room, Film Editor, and it's absolutely free. Um, it's, a, it's a complimentary service we're offering to high schools because we know that budgets are tight. Um, so instead of spending you know, two, three, $400 plus on each of these sports, just upload video and do some, some basic self-editing and get your athletes engaged, crossovers can give that now, now to you absolutely free of charge. Talking with Ken Hoffman, Director of Partnerships at uh, Crossover. Get your free demo by going to crossover.com forward slash HSFA. You can click through our banner ad. It will take you right to the page. And uh, let's uh, wrap up here. Uh, certainly uh, Crossover now, uh, no longer the new kid on the block. You've been uh, shaking and baking here for several years, getting better each and every year. You've got a lot more uh, clients on there on the football side of things. Uh, I'm sure that uh, things have changed in the way you're received and the way they see uh, what you're doing and and the innovation that you're bringing to Game Film Breakdown. What's, what are some of the changes you've noticed? It's, it's been really interesting just to see how the narrative has changed throughout the entire country over the last couple of years in terms of how they see video breakdown and the role of technology in that process, where you know, two, three years ago when we were on really our, our beta version of the product, just introducing this concept to um, the football market, 
Um, we were shut out completely. We, no one would answer our calls. No one would open our emails. Um, there was this very, very big misconception around film breakdown that we're taking the work out of the hands of the coaches or we're taking their film study out of their hands. And it's been interesting just to see over the last really eight to 12 months that we've moved into really year number two of crossover to see how we're now received by coaches where the light bulb is starting to go on where they know they have a limited amount of time to spend breaking down video. And why why do three, four hours of data entry, tedious tagging and all of that when you can have a service that um, has been proven in the past to be able to scale up to any amount of, of film that you need, whether it's one game overnight or six games, it doesn't matter. I mean, we have um, a pool of, of, of analysts that are breaking down video every single day across four sports. And it's been great to see that coaches are now seeing all the benefits of getting that head start on their film study, on their game prep plans and all that. So um, I can't say it enough how much uh, it's been refreshing to see the, the uh, reception to crossover um, this past season as it's something that coaches, you know, they need to have to get that edge. Time is money, as they say. Uh, Ken Hoffman on the line from Crossover joining us. Again, get your free demo at crossover.com forward slash HSFA. You won't be sorry if you do it. Like I said, Jason Strunk, who uh, I respect a lot, good friend of mine. He's coached in Pennsylvania, uh, in Florida, and he's a coach in Texas now at Lubbock. He's coached at the D3 and D1 levels. He knows when he sees a product that uh, helps out uh, as a coach, and and he loves the product and saved $10,000, he believes, last year because it allowed his coaches to do some other things. Well, Ken, we really appreciate you joining us. We appreciate the uh, partnership. Folks, uh, look uh, for a lot of new content coming up on the website here from Crossover. We did a neat little piece uh, a couple of days ago on Todd Dodge talking about uh, how to be a quarterback. And Todd Dodge from Westlake has cranked out several of them, including his son, uh, before going on to uh, North Texas. And he's now back at Westlake High School, one of the top teams in the country this year. So lots of good content coming from the guys at Crossover. Ken, appreciate the partnership and look forward to talking talking to you during the season. Thank you, Jeff. Pleasure as always. All right, that's going to do it for tonight's show. The games are underway. Make sure you come back all weekend long to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com to check out our top 25 and state-by-state scoreboards powered by ScoreStream. And check out all the great content from all the top games that we'll be writing about throughout the weekend because there's some dandies coming up. We'll also have a preview tomorrow of number one top-ranked St. John Bosco in Cincinnati to take on St. X there. And we'll hear from Wyatt Davis, the uh, star, five-star offensive tackle for the Braves and uh, what he expects out of this year's group. They're number one in the High School Football America preseason top 25. They continued there as we released our first one on Sunday. And don't forget, we come out first with the top 25 every Sunday around noontime Pacific time. That's 3 Eastern. Check out all the games on ESPN2. Actually, I should say as well because there is an ESPN2. So the games are on ESPN, ESPN2, and ESPNU. You can check those stories out. Uh, the story out on where the games are being played, what time they're on, and on what network by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. want to thank all of our uh, partners on the show here. We mentioned ScoreStream with all the scores this weekend for you. USA Today High School Sports. Learn more at usatodayhss.com. Crossover, get your free demo for game film breakdown, whether it's for your team or your, when you're scouting your opponent. Crossover will do all the dirty work for you and give you time to do what you do best, which is coach. Sign up for the demo at crossover with a K.com forward slash HSFA. By the good folks also 
at Southern Sport, the Debris Inhibitor Razor. The code is HSFA to get a discount on your order. Keep those pesky rubber pellets from Field Turf out of your shoes and give you that great look of spatting without the high cost of tape. That's TDIRazor.com. That's Razor with a U. TDIRazor, R-A-Z-U-R. And brought to you tonight by Echo. Get instant replay. Get yourself into the competitive mode because your your opponents are are doing it. They're using it against you. You should have it too. The instant replay on your sidelines eight seconds after the play is over. Learn more by going to echo1612.com. I want to thank our guest on the show. Ken Hoffman from Crossover, who just joined us. And before that, uh, from Pennsylvania, Dave Micah. Check out easternpafootball.com and westernpafootball.net for all your Keystone State coverage. And also want to thank Josh Wilson for coming on floridahsfootball.com. That is the website to get all your Florida high school football information. All right, that's going to do it for tonight's show. Enjoy the weekend. A great weekend of games. Like I said, I don't think we're ever going to see one like this ever again, but who knows? Uh, high school football just keeps getting bigger and better with some of these interstate matchups. I'm Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from Southern California. You've been listening to High School Football America.